and I think that's funny. Is that from some? I know. I just I'm fucking weird. I'm fine with it. I like it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Basic Snitches. Welcome. We are talking about chapter twenty-two. Chapter twenty-two of, of The Hobbit. Have I used that one before? I don't think so. Chapter twenty-two of that spaghetti alligator book that I was just telling you about <laughs> that my sister got a tattoo yeah. of spaghetti. I don't think we've done The Hobbit yet, so maybe you want to save that one. Sure, it's The Hobbit for now. Maybe yes. I'll figure out what that spaghetti alligator book is called. Yes, because we clearly need to read it. It's stunning. It's called The Deathly Hollows. Yep, the book chapter. about spaghetti and this alligators. Was, yeah, this, called is, the this Deathly one is Hallows. actually called The Deathly Hollows. We finally got to the chapter. Oh, the chapter name is The Deathly Hallows. Yeah. Yes. Weird chapter name to be in that spaghetti alligator book. Yeah. Or The Hobbit. But Both. The name of the book that I was just referencing is Arthur's Good Manners. It's a little golden book from the 90s. If you remember it, you remember it. But this isn't Nostalgia Corner. This is Patreon Corner. In every single episode, we recognize all of our patrons, thanking them for their generous support. And our patrons are... Ashley, Brittany, Jen, Marybeth, Megan, Nisi, Nicole, and Olivia... Thank you as always, and if you want to be on that list, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash basic snitches, and for $5, you can join on your basic tier, or the Quen level tier at $10. Go do that. The winner and the loser. So you ready for winner and loser of last chapter? Um, is winner Hermione and loser Xenophilius, or... The winner is Hermione. And the loser is Selwyn. The loser is Selwyn and what's his fucking name? Travers. Traverse City, Michigan. <laughs> Those guys suck. <laughs> they sure do. Fuck them. She's just dancing around it at this point. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your the thing. thing. She's pulling so, up the thing. She's pulling up my thing. Yeah, <sighs> she's literally doing it right now yep. so that she can see my balls. Ah. Uh, Okay. I didn't pee in your glass, even though we've had a lot of pee to drink today. <laughs> so, had to sneak it in somehow. <laughs> Would you like some tea? I can dip my balls in your wine. I'm good, thanks. Chapter 22, The Deathly Hollows. The trio, back in safety, but not for long, has a retroactive on the visit to X that Hermione so expertly rescued them from. And the things that they learned about Luna being imprisoned, but also that X told them about the Deathly Hollows. Hermione, so firmly grounded in her limited logic, chalks us up to the ravings of someone stupid enough to, but thankfully for them, put an erumpent horn on his wall. However, this little visit was exactly what Harry needed to put the pieces together. Harry realizes that his cloak is one of the hollows. It matches the description X provided, and the letter they found at Grimald Place confirms this, as well as the grave of Ignotus Peveril. He also remembers that some something was etched on Marvala Gwant's ring in the memory, showing that Cocaine Baby is also a descendant of the Peverils, leading him to realize that that's what is in the ring, and that's what Cocaine Baby must be after the final hollow. Hermione, and eventually Ron, chalk it up to the fact that magic can't bring people back from the dead. Everyone knows that. What's that the genie said in Aladdin, remember? He, but he also said he can't make people fall in love, and we all remember how that thunder Romilda, don't we? And, as Harry mentioned, it's not like they were actually brought back. They were just a shadow of who they were. 
So perhaps Hermione needs to expand her mind a bit, after all. Maybe that's why she's not good at divination either. Anyways, Harry goes to bed wondering if this is a new side quest or actually the solution to defeating Voldemort rather than Horcrux hunting. After all, it's one hollow versus two Horcruxes. The next day, Ron introduces them to Potterwatch, the radio program hosted by Lee Er River, with special guests such as Royal Kingsley, Romulus Lupin, and Rapier Fred. We learn multiple things like the unfortunate deaths of Ted and Dirk, the we've been new death of Stout Matilda, turning into crumbles, and Hagrid evaded arrest for hosting an absolute banger at his house. Rapier comes in to also warn folks to not listen to misinformation. So good thing X Quarters has been blown up. Maybe we should take some inspiration and follow through with that in the muggle world, too. What an informative and inspiring chapter. Too bad Harry forgot to use the cocaine baby moniker. Yeah. What if they just started being like, cocaine baby? That's what they should have been doing, They should have been doing that. They should have learned a Harry. lot of things. From basic snitches. Right? If only they had listened to our podcast. Think of how much easier the secret, right? things would be. Alright, what happens at the beginning? It's Godric's Hollow all over again. That's something that Hermione says. She does. I don't quite agree. I mean, like, yes, in some ways. <laughs> yes and, but yeah. Stop with Ildeland was much much more traumatic. Because legit Cocaine Baby was coming. It was Cocaine Baby. They were fighting a giant snake. Harry's reaction afterwards and Hermione having to see it. We already knew that there was something not quite right about Xenophilius. Yeah, that's true. We didn't want to be assholes about it, but we're like, something's up with this dude. Like I always do. I'm always like, what do they get out of this? Right. Yes, we go to Godric's Hollow and it all goes to shit, but we see the picture of Grindelwald and we steal the book. That's enough. And, like, we kind of, some of those connect, other connections are important, too. You know, between oh, yeah. Voldemort and Harry. Here, in this instance, they learn that Luna is gone and learning about the Deathly Hallows is pretty major. And so... It's huge! And the fact that Harry realizes that and he is inspired is what it feels like. It very much does not really feel like Harry in this moment because he is connecting the dots, which is the Hermione thing, and Hermione is telling him that he's wrong. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many people tell Hermione that she needs to open her mind, whether it's, you know, Trelawney or... She's not gonna. It's She's never gonna do that. So... We love her, but... Harry, on the other hand, he is very, very inspired by all of this. So the fact that she immediately is like, oh, it's Godric's Hollow all over again. Uh, not really. Not, I mean, like, not really. I understand why she says that. I mean, they literally just came off of being attacked. So... They did. I guess that reaction now, but after you think about it, you're like, okay, look at what we learned. Well, and I think the other thing is, no matter where you go, you're going to have to expect to be attacked. Right, you're fucking hanging out with Harry Potter. From the moment you leave the wedding, you're going to be attacked no matter where you are. Now, when we think about what was before Godric's Hollow... Going to the ministry, you expected it there too. Let's be honest. Right. It's not like you were going to walk into the ministry and people are going to be like, oh, hey. Yes, shit happens. Things aren't going to go completely smoothly. But like when you're in the situation that you're in, it is what it is. Like things almost can't go like that. 
So they have this little argument that I kind of mentioned in the last episode, too, where they talk about how, oh, the hollows aren't possible. It's just a story. It's just this. And how it's a myth. She uses the word myth. She uses the word myth, yeah. Because then that's when one of the boys says, well, the Chamber of Secrets used to be a myth. Yes, that's and wrong. that is quite... An insane story, too. And then she's like, yes, but this is literally bringing people back from the dead. But Hermione, she wasn't brought back from the dead in the story. She's just so, so rooted. She has a really, really hard time getting that. Yeah. And, you know, she was raised by muggles. Yeah. And muggles, it's a logic thing and being very rooted in reality and, like, what's realistic. But what really is realistic? Like, I had said, yeah, you were programmed to think that this was a children's story. What were we programmed for, you know? <laughs> All kinds of shit. Yeah. And then Harry suddenly remembers, and I don't even remember this. I don't remember us bringing it up or anything. Maybe we did. But in the last book where we do go to the Gaunts, he says something about seeing a symbol on the ring. He remembered Marvel Laguant saying that he was descended from the Peverils, and he like shows the ring. He's like, "This is the Peveril coat of arms." And so Harry, Harry initially says to Hermione, he couldn't really see it. But there were maybe some scratches, and of course later in the chapter he's like, "I know that's what that is." Which, by the way, he's fucking right. But you know, and that's interesting because I don't even remember the scratching at the very least. But I do sort of remember him mentioning the Peverils in that Bob Ogden memory. Yeah. Yeah, he, because he, like, shoves his hand in Ogden's face. And it's like, butt. he's like, he shoves I'm his so hand fucking important. in Ogden's butt. Yeah, right. Do you guys remember when Mavarlo Gwant fisted what? a ministry employee <laughs> yeah. right there in front of his own children? I bet the ministry employee never will forget. He certainly didn't. It was in Bob Ogden's uh, memoir. In fact, it was even uh, Voldemort's dad fisted me. That's the name of his memoir. What if that's the name of the episode? <laughs> Is yeah. that a little bit too X-rated to be the name? That might be a little much. I think it might be. I think fisting is where we get it off, right? So the fact that at least that he remembers that the Peverils were mentioned, I was like, okay, like, I can get that. What shocked me, because once again, there are some details here that are, like, critical to the story that I'm like, you are fucking joking me. I never put together, or <laughs> I definitely don't remember, let's put it that way, that the Resurrection Stone was made into this ring. Well, it was made into the ring probably when it was, like, part of being passed down through the family. Yes. But it wasn't turned into a Horcrux until later on. Yeah, yeah, oh, of course. That is interesting to me, because then, of course, the ring is in... It kind of makes sense. Like, that's the first one that Dumbledore went after. I don't know how he figured out it was the Resurrection Stone, but apparently there are some ways to do it. Harry figured it out. So... (laughs) And then he puts it in the snitch, of course. And that part, I don't even know how Harry figured that out. Like, that is what is in the snitch. Because later there's He the just, part... like, has a feeling, I always thought. I was That's what like, it seems oh, like, he too. He just kind of, like, knew. He uses intuition. Literally every single thing in this fucking chapter that he is, like, saying is correct. Wasn't there something in one of these chapters about, like... Trust Harry's in. Oh, yeah, on Potter Watch. Yes, Lupin says it. Yes. Literally, when that happens, I don't know if this was in the book or if I imagined that it was like Lupin says it and then the trio look at each other right after they were like, oh, Harry, it's just a children's story. Right, because they're kind of like encouraged by it. Yes. 
So that was very interesting to me, learning of that about the stone. And then he is like, well, I know that Dumbledore wanted to look at the cloak because it was mentioned in the letter that Lily sent to Sirius that we saw earlier in this book, which even at that point, I wasn't even putting two two together, that this is like a clue specifically for the Deathly Hallows. That part is amazing. Just in general, I really, really enjoy this kind of like epiphany that he sort of has. Harry is literally like, the way he unpacks everything in this chapter is pretty fucking brilliant honestly i love it yeah absolutely i think it, it, even at one point i wrote down oh like this is a bit barfetch but it's right and then of course he puts you into it together and okay well i have the cloak i have the stone well the wand is missing and who else is looking for wands cocaine baby guess what i just really really enjoy all of it and like i said in my thing truly at this point because in my notes i even said well, now he's thinking, okay, there's two ways I could go about this. It's Horcrux hunting, and I think I said this in the last episode too, but Horcrux hunting or hollow hunting. And at this point, I even wrote down, well, it's two Horcruxes or two hollows, and then he realized that he has That he has two. two of the hollows, or he's pretty sure he's correct. Yeah. He does. And so I even found myself thinking like, oh, like this could have easily become like a crossroads here. Now, the, of course, it isn't a crossroads because Ron and Hermione aren't in on that. They still are like, we need to look for Horcruxes. But then after all of this, when it talks about they go to bed and Harry couldn't go to sleep because his mind was so alive thinking about all of this. And that's when he is pretending to give blowjobs to the snitch. Uh, yeah. And it's not doing anything. And he's like, open up the clothes, open up the clothes. And it's like, okay. It's not a side quest, but it's also not a replacement. Clearly what this is, is like, you need to find all of these other Horcruxes, destroy them, and then... Then go for opens. those, yeah. So it's almost built into this. My question is, when Dumbledore was preparing all of this, of like, this is what I'm going to leave to them, did he also know that, I mean, he was expelliarmist by Draco, of course... But did he also have that in mind of, like, this is what's going to happen to the wand? Like, what do you think? I don't know. I actually think he intended for Snape to have the wand. Because he planned for Snape to kill him. Yeah. So I feel like he probably planned for Snape to have the wand. And then it's just, oh, someone on my side has the wand. And that's what it is. Yeah, and then, of course, it ended up with Draco. Well, and of course, that's what Voldemort thinks happens, too. As we all know. Draco's just like nobody in this whole thing. It is very interesting because Dumbledore and Voldemort think that the same thing is going to happen. Where in reality, what is happening is Dumbledore is planning as much as he can. And what happens to the wand happens to the wand. Like, truly, that's like the reality when Dumbledore is planning all of this out. You know what I mean? Right. So when they wake up, that's when Ron is fiddling with some knobs. Trying to come up with the password to get into Potter Watch. Albus is the password. Very nice. And Good job, Ron. This is where we learn, first of all, that Lee is continuing his skills of announcing. Literally, like, I want to read the book that Lee Jordan has written. I want <laughs> to 
listen to his radio show. I want him to be the most successful broadcasting He's like wizard. a media mogul. Right? You he know? totally is. He should go and knock fucking Rita Skeeter off of her pedestal. God, because she's fucking terrible. Yeah. The, can we say that that's canon? That's a new yes, canon. Yes, that's canon. Lee... What's his last name? Jordan. Jordan. Yep. Why can I think of that? Lee Jordan eventually dethrones uh, fucking Thank Rita. Thank God. Yeah. That's another one. That's another she's character. Just... I mean, I know, and I've already said this multiple times, that I know that I've given her a lot of breaks because she's fancy. That's another character. We need to know what happens to her, I think. She is consistent enough and damaging enough. I'm really surprised that we don't get more of her. Well, her and Umbridge. Because she doesn't come up in Cursed Child. That's interesting, actually, when you think about that. That's another character that you almost want some sort of ending to. Like, not necessarily that, oh, she dies. Like, we get the ending about Fudge being sacked. Yeah. But he doesn't die. Which we, I mean, he does. We decided he does, yes. But, but Umbridge, for example, like, we need to see her die. I don't think I need to see Rita Skeeter, like, get murdered no. or anything. But I do think that we need to see some accountability. That's the big thing. It's very interesting that Asbestos, Asbestos yeah. has not given some of these villainous women an accountable ending. You right? Know what I mean? Maybe it's because there is a little bit of similarity there. She relates a little bit to these... She's like, these are my ladies. And you're yep. like, no. Some of a feather flock together. It's a feather. That's what they always say. Yikes. <laughs> so we tune into Potter Watch. It's very... It's so lovely. Yes. It's, it's so fun. And they're like having a good time. And they're laughing for the first time in forever. And it's nice. Yes. I think that it's a big pick-me-up to hear these voices. Um, the fact that it's Lee, because I literally, once again, I was like, I know that like one of the twins is in here, but hearing specifically, and it's like key voices that you will recognize, especially Lee and Kingsley, I think. Right. Hearing these voices, like, oh my God, what a relief. And to hear some very key things from them too. Hearing Xenophilius has been arrested. Yeah. Um, hearing about Hagrid and like that, we literally, when I read that, I was like, First time Tara read this, she, like, held her breath for two seconds. I did. I did. <laughs> because, like, of course, that's how they make it out. The, right. The trio does, too. Right. Hearing about the group of people that they literally were camping next to with Dirk and Ted, mm-hmm. and then being dead, but then knowing that, like, Dean was on the run, and mm-hmm. then Griff Hook the... is alive, or was not killed. Accounted but, for, Yeah. yeah. Because obviously we're about to see Dean in the next chapter. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And the other goblin, Griffin. And the other so. goblin. And but yeah. So that gets... And Ollivander, don't forget. Yes. Ollivander and Griphook be fucking. I guess technically I was wrong previously. They weren't fucking at that point. But now that Griphook is met Ollivander. <laughs> now they... That's my other OTP. Well, who's my OTP from the last episode? Big notice, Peveril and Death. Ah, uh, yes, yes. That's probably my true one. That's that's my favorite one we've come up with. Right behind them, Ollivander and Griffith. Not Snape and Filch? No, because I think we've discovered there was someone else better for Filch. Yeah, Madame Pince. I think it was Madame Pince. Because yeah. then we were like, well, it's Mrs. Norris. And we're like, well, no, we don't want to subject that to a cat. So <laughs> Even an evil one? Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Yeah, I think in particular hearing that Ted Tonks I know, died. it's so sad. 
I like, don't like that. Dirk is a little bit more of a background character. We know Ted from this book. It's Tonks' father. And we hear Lupin and we learn that, oh yeah, Tonks, they're living together again. And Tonks is looking extra preggers, etc. Right. But also, I think when Lupin comes on in particular... And I'm glad that it's even mentioned, like, Harry had a thought of, like, oh, did he forgive him from the little, like, fight that they had at Grimmauld Place. I know. Paying very attention to his words, and, of course, him being the one that says, Harry, your instincts are always on point. It's like, okay, well, that's, that that's is really good. Lupin's way of saying, like, sorry, right, and yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It really is. I've, I I've so always too. felt that that was Lupin saying, you were right. And I'm sorry. Yeah. I I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And then Fred comes on. And then it's Fred. I just love how every time a new voice comes on, Ron's like, and they're like, we know. <laughs> I know, I know. But. But I love how Ron's cool is excitement that? about it. Ron, because I feel like it's also very realistic. Like, yeah. Ron is introducing this to his friends. And, and they're like, yeah, we know. And Ron's like, look, look who it is. Look who it is. And it's. It, it is very cool. It's the way great. that they are listening it. to this and the way that they're reacting to it. And, like, you can almost feel, like, when they announce these deaths. I mean, oh, we, I mean, it can't be uh, forgotten about, like, crumbles. Oh, yes. The crumbles of Bethilda. The crumbles of Stout Bethilda. <laughs> Not Stout anymore. <laughs> she's just crumbly. Now she's crunchy dust. <laughs> oh, more crunchy dust. Mm. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool. The fact that Fred comes on to be like, hey, y'all, don't believe everything that you read on Facebook. Right. <laughs> there's even the Love part. It. Well, and there's some parts where, like, obviously the way he's saying it must be funny. And I can totally see it. Like, some motherfucker out there said that when you look right at Voldemort, he'll kill you. Y'all, that's a motherfucking best. Right. And then he's like, he's like, we don't need more of this shit. Stop pretending like you see Voldemort everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I love it, because it almost, I mean, obviously that's how I said it too, but it does give him a little <laughs> sassiness as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, we always talk about, like, sassy Harry and even sassy Ron, but, like, who are the real queens of sass? The twins. The fucking twins. So. Our oh, time with Fred is limited, so. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, once Potter Watch is over, and, and Harry's still, like, in his. Harry's like, oh, my God, and this, and this, and this, and he's like, and then. Cocaine baby, and then they're like, "Well, if only he had said cocaine baby." Right. There's a crack. It's got to be terrifying because he says it, and they're like, "No!" And then the sneakoscope starts going off. I feel like the sneakoscope is like an alarm that like makes you panic. Like you know, how, it's like it's you know what the sneakoscope is? It's the fucking Amber Alert in the middle of the goddamn night. Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, this might make me seem like a bad person, but I have disabled those. Oh, because I'm like, what am I gonna do? I'm not going to find That's fair. Story. I think a lot of people have. I'll tell you the number of Amber Alerts that have freaked me out in the middle of the night. Ugh. It's the fire alarm going off at the fucking hotel. Oh my That's God. That's what it is. That was it's the worst. that or sometimes when I get, as somebody who also like meditates a lot and appreciates yeah. silence and stillness <laughs> yeah, and stuff, yeah. sometimes when I get really, really high, I can hear all the sounds. I can hear the buzzing of all my electronics. Oh. I can hear cars down the street. I can hear dogs barking blocks away. Like, I also have really good, because my eyesight is so bad, mm-hmm. I have really good hearing and smell. My sense of touch is also really bad, because I don't like to touch anything. <laughs> I don't know that I have any good sense of anything, because I have terrible eyesight, and I also feel like I can't hear everything I need to hear. I'm just a mess. 
I mean, you clearly don't have a sense of taste or style. <laughs> uh -huh. So, <laughs> good thing you haven't lost your sense of humor. <laughs> that's the best part about me. And that's a good thing. Funny people are the best. I'm a funny bitch. So, <laughs> I like how we're at the end of the chapter and we're like, let's just delay this because it's so disappointing. But I don't even know how we got into talking about that. But they done caught now. Every time I read this, I'm like... Everett, get the fuck out of there. But, like, I understand that it's just, like, they're, like, kind of just stuck. Yeah. Probably could have had time to operate. They would lose the tent. But they would lose the tent. And that's, like, major. Like, I have at least a feeling, like, what's that spell that, um, Immobilis, that yeah. Hermione uses? If she used that to buy them a little bit of time to gather all their shit, throw it into her sack, yeah. operate out of there, fine. Maybe. But, but they actually never end up using the tent again. Well, in the book, there you go. So, they like, even you, need you it. could have fucking gone, but obviously but alas, that's not what they're. They gotta go free some motherfuckers. Yeah, like obviously it has to happen this way, so it's fine. Yes. Well, do you have a game? I do. I hope it works. What is it called? Have you ever played Boulder Dash? <laughs> This is a long time ago. So Balderdash is the game where you see all these words that you've never fucking seen before and you should choose which one is correct. Okay, is yes, that word. sounds familiar. So this is like the opposite. So I'm going to give uh. you four spells and you tell me which one is not a real spell. Oh, this is fun. Does this have anything to do with the chapter? No, just for fun. That's okay. I literally, I, I could this chapter, I, I had no idea what it was. Yeah, so. like I said, I've been saying that there's like big, big, big chapter and then we get kind of like a lull. Yeah. And even though this is a really, really meaty chapter in terms of strategy, it's still a lull, so. Also, for extra fun, we could, um... Extra fun, extra fun. We could fun. come up with a definition for... I like that, for too. The, for the wrong one. Okay. So, okay, so the first one is, the first... So there's going to be four. There's four of them total, but... Four, be, four like... I'll, I'll give you yes. four spells, and then you'll tell me which one is not real. Okay. And... I have four sets of these. So the first set is Deprimo, Cordovia Malaise, Hormophis, Deletrius. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know if I've ever heard of any of these. <laughs> I chose spells that I definitely had never heard before. They all sound like fancy names for Italian people. Can you say them again? Yes. Deprimo, Cordovia Malaise, Hormophis, Deletrius. My mind literally has to go, which one sounds like Tara made it up? And I'm going to have to go Deletrius. That is a spell. Damn it. Is it the deleting spell? It is. Uh, it counters <laughs> Priori and Cantato. So if you don't want ghosts to come out of your wand, you, you can say, say Deletrius? Deletrius. Yeah, apparently. That's How clever. The internet How clever of this best is. Okay, do I have the other three? So the other ones that are real spells are Deprimo. Which is um, a wind. A really good pasta sauce. Delicious. <laughs> it is a damaging wind spell. Okay. And homorphous. Oh my god. That's real too. Which is Lockhart's werewolf cure. Okay. That one probably is the one that sounds the most like. So the one that is like two different words is one Cordovian malaise. Yeah. I literally just made that up. Oh, I was like, was that your teacher in third grade? <laughs> Cordovia Malays. I just like just came up with a fucking two words. What you stupid you... bitch. I, I don't know if I could ever have even come up with that. Like that sounded way too real. Next. Okay, next. <laughs> okay. Defodio, Rusendero, 
Coloportus, Descendium. Okay, well, the last two I think are real. Are those last two real? Uh, Coloportus and Descendium? Yeah. Yes, those Okay, are those real. two definitely sounded real. What do those mean? Um, Coloportus is magically Loxador. Okay, yeah. And Descendium is the... Um, Go down spell. It's actually the one-eyed witch hump to open that. It's on the map. Oh, to go to the fucking... Yeah, it shows on the Bo- map, the, to the Descendium. I was about to say Bobaton. Did you Bobaton. know that you can go from Hogwarts to Bobaton? That would be to... really nice for Hagrid. It's a long, long passage. It's a long tunnel. It's a long tunnel, just like Madame Maxine's booty hole. Well, maybe we were going to get there. spirit take with that one. <laughs> All right, so what were the other two? Um, the other two are Resendero and Defodio. Resendero is fake. It is. <laughs> okay, so... Defodio uh, means digs out materials. I don't know what that means. That's like that's when you have to pick your butt. Oh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so the fake one was, what, what was it again? Resendio. Resendario. Resendario. I also am the worst at pronouncing these spells, so that makes it even worse. So wait, did you make up Resendario? Yes. I. You made it up. You can pronounce I took, whatever you want. I found a word on the internet and I changed some letters. So Resendario sounds like delidio. Delitris. Like rescind. Which is delete. actually a real word. A yes. real spell. Yes. Okay, then that's the third one. Cave in the... Okay, so that one's view. <laughs> in a micum. Okay. Yeah. Wadawasi. Okay. Adjustus Corpius. Protego Horbilis. Wasawasi. Please tell me that one's right. It's real. What is that? It unsticks an object. And I'm pretty sure it's used in the book at some so point. So they need to use Wasawasi on fucking Mrs. Black. <laughs> right? So the first one is uh, also... Cave in the... Yeah, what's the, that? Whatever, I can't pronounce it. That one uh, strengthens an enclosure from enemies. What was it called again? It's, oh, yeah, the one that you so can say. It might be one that they're using in this fucking book. I don't know. So the last two, one is real and one is fake. What are they in? Yeah. Protego Horbilis and Adjustus Corbilis. So both of those sound like real ones that you, like, slightly altered. I am going to say that the... Was the first one out of those two that you said? Protego Horbilis. Yes, because what does Horbilis mean? It, um, this spell protects one from dark magic. Oh, so that one's real. Yeah. Fuck! Adjustus Corporis is what I made up. Oh, so that's like adjust your body. Clearly. You ready for the last one? Yes. Okay. Mobile Corpus. That one's real. That one's moving a body, right? (laughs) Yeah. Tell me right now. Yeah. Got it, okay. (laughs) Glicio. That one's also real. Solanum tuberosum. Whoa, what was that? And fernunculus. The uh, Solanum mulula. That one's the fake one. Yes. I, okay, this one I knew. The other ones sound all like things I've definitely heard in my life. Yes, all of those have been are like. Oh well, I got fifty percent, which is still like a D. So. So you know, it's all good. I don't know. I thought that was Wait, maybe gonna be fun. It was, but go through those last ones again. You were just way too good at making up fake spells. Okay, that's... that's... Mobile corpus is move unconscious bodies. Yes. Glacio turns stairs into ramps. Yes, okay, remember that. Fernunculus is produces boils on opponents. Yes, 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 yes. And what was the one that you made up? Solanum tuberosum. That's when you just need I actually could tell you what this one is. You need sun on your... On your... But... I made this... I did not make this one up. You need your butt to be... 
I don't know why, but sun and butt are the two words I'm getting. So, do you know what it means? No. It means potato in Latin. Oh. My. Fucking. God. <laughs> this bitch just trolled the shit out of me. I cannot believe that you did that. I cannot believe that you did. I feel... I think you're impressed. So hoodwinked. <laughs> I think you're impressed. I am. This is really <laughs> genius, but I feel so bamboozled. So that happened. You're welcome. You know what didn't happen, though? The movie. The I fucking love, movie. I love the transition to the movie, because we're always like, you know what? It's also fucking bullshit. <laughs> the movie. This one is like, so this is what happened from the book that ended up in the movie. Um, <sighs> they got caught by Snatchers. Yes. And they ran through the woods. It sucks. I'm really disappointed. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I have said things already about this particular movie in previous episodes of this season, but this is such a fucking waste to me. It's we had already talked about it in the last episode, yep. but like it would have been so cool if they could have had some of that conversation to show Harry's excitement and like show Hermione being like, what are you talking about? We need to focus on this. Well, we don't we don't get any of like Harry's focus on the Deathly Hollows. In the, in the movie, movie, that no. both of them are called the Deathly Hollows, guys. And we don't even focus on that. Yeah. The Deathly Hollows. It really is a, such a loss for them to touch down after this and immediately get caught. And I already said this too, but Xenophilia showed us that the trace is real. And then here where the trace is supposed to be real, you completely discount it. It's just such a cop-out to be like, oh, they go back in the woods and they immediately get caught. No rhyme or reason. It just happens that way. Yeah. And I honestly, I forgot that they're just there. My brain was like, oh, they land. And then Harry is like, well, we know Voldemort had... Like, I literally thought... That that's what happened in the movie, is that they land, yeah. and Harry says Voldemort very soon after, and then they get caught. And no, they're just fucking there. <sighs> that is really disappointing. It's because also, really like, disappointing. really, they would just fucking act right into the woods right in the middle of a bunch of fucking right. snatchers. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. very unlikely, especially in this story, because all kinds of unlikely shit happens so that Harry's life is better. So Yeah. I do think that, like, in this book, there are a lot of contenders from when we get to our wrap-up of, like, this was my favorite chapter. Because we learn so much in this book. There's so many things to kind of piece together. And then this happens in the movie in such a... It's It's also frustrating because this movie is actually one of the better at following the book. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then this happens, and you're like, God damn it, I was, like, cheering for you, movie. Yeah, we were all rooting for you. How dare you? How dare when you? my mama yells at me like this, it's because she loves me. Do you know what that's from? No. Guess. RuPaul's Drag Race. Nope, it's from America's Next Top Model. Gotcha! <laughs> all right. 15 to Harry, because... We've had some really good Ron and Hermione moments. Yeah. Hermione gets them out of all of these instances. Ron came back and it was such a warm reintroduction, oh, let's yeah. say. Oh, Ron back was great. Harry now piecing all these things together, especially when the other two who have kind of been doing a lot are kind of like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Is so, so nice. So I gave 15 to Harry. I also gave 10 to Rapier Royal River and Romulus. Yes. 
because it's just so nice to hear them. The fact that they're doing this in general and like... Hermione's uh, right. It's very brave. It's very brave. And I mean, I probably could have given more to Lee because clearly Lee is the person putting Lee all of this on. Lee is the spearhead of that, yeah. He, for such a minor character that we only really see as like the Quidditch announcer and Fred and George's friend to come back in this major way and show this guy is like a good solid dude. Yeah. Amazing. I love him. He's great. Yes. And then plus five to Hagrid. Yes, we're having a banger of a party. I'm going to throw a party for Harry. And also plus five to Dirk and Ted because they did. Aww. I don't care about that random goblin. Sorry. I know that's very wizardy of me. To be like, fuck the goblin, but. Eh, he was kind of being a dick, so. I mean, it's okay. Ollivander agrees that I should fuck the goblin, obviously. So next time. (laughs) Last time we're going to see them. Fucking in the basement. Are you excited? Yeah. Are you excited to see Goblin fucking? In chapter 23, Malfoy Manor. Am I Dora the Explorer? Are you excited to see Goblin fucking? I don't think so. What's the name of the chapter? Malfoy, Malfoy Manor. Manor. Malfoy Manor. So they go from the Xenophilius household, the, the Love Good household, the household. <laughs> to the fancy. Right? It's like a completely different. Yes. Well, they, I mean, they did actually, unless you're looking at the movie, they did spend several more weeks, maybe months in the tent, and then they cut Malfoy Manor. Ah, so the movie will continue to disappoint. Oh, wait, no, 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 it's already yeah. disappointed. Yeah. I see what. Yeah, yeah, we're already at that point. Yeah. Oh, man. Well. But Malfoy Manor always looks pretty cool, so. Yeah. And at least the first half of the movie is coming to the end. Well, next time, Malfoy Manor. Malfoy Manor, Malfoy Manor, get ready. Yay. <gasps> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Tarantalegra, dance bitch. I see you, new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!